Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Transform your home in one weekend with paint from Menards. Get a paint that combines durability and gorgeous color. Dutch Boys DuraClean Interior Paint and Primer in One offers Stay Clean technology, making your home stay beautiful and clean longer. And with Dutch Boys Easy Opening Smooth Pouring Container, transforming your home has never been easier. Save big money on Dutch Boy paints and head into Menards to get your paint project started today. Save big money at Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, coming at you on Wednesday, August 10th, 2022. Today we are reviewing a movie my girlfriend Riley was very excited for, mm. Bullet Train, starring Brad Pitt, Aaron Taylor Johnson. I don't know anyone else's name off the top of my head. Brian Tyree Henry, Michael Shannon appears in it, Sandra Bullock's voice is in it for a while. Uh, Joey King is a, is a main component of this film. Spoiler, cameo from Ryan Reynolds cameo from Channing Tatum yeah I want to talk about those cameos specifically when we get into the pod but um this is a movie I didn't really know much about I was actually very excited to see this film tie because last time I went to the movies I was uh terrified because of nope um I was not enjoying the experience I was dreading going to the theater and I literally told Ryan I was like feels nice to go to the movies again and not be worried even like even though it was a one week thing got it so like that was just like a weight lifted off of you there. Yeah, it made me appreciate the movies again. And then, of course, all the scary movies were on the previews again, and I had to close my eyes. Mm. That one smile movie? Have you seen? You've seen the trailer for that for sure. I on this film, I showed up as my movie started. Said, "Fuck it, I'm getting concessions." Walked in as the film started. Didn't watch a single preview. Well, what about Nope? It had to have played during Nope. I also showed up a little late to Nope, like late in the previews. If I'm not mistaken, it looks fucking scary, bro. It looks fucking. Scary. No, Nope. I was there on time, big time, just on my phone. You're that guy, aren't you? During previews, never during a film. Never. I also have some funny things to say about this film. Um, let's get in. Oh, before, actually, we also doing, after the review, we are drafting the top five modes of transportation. Since mm-hmm. this movie is bullet train, it takes yeah. place 90% on said bullet train. So yes. we're going to be drafting different modes of transportation. It takes place 100% around the bullet train. Uh, not 100%. Beginning scene in a hospital. Very true. Are you sure that doesn't have like a bullet train stop? Let's get into the show. Percent of the time, it works every time. John Stamos. What? We just become best friends. Yup. I don't go so good. Hulk. Smash! I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. Ladybug is an unlucky assassin who's determined to do his job peacefully after one too many gigs has gone off the rails. Fate, however, 
may have other plans, as his latest mission puts him on a collision course with the lethal adversaries from around the globe, all with connected yet conflicting objectives on the world's fastest train. That's the synopsis for Bullet Train. Bullet Train. Um, yes, it is a uh, directed by the guy who directed Deadpool 2. Two. I don't know his name off the top of my head. David Leach. Um, Litch. According to Riley, uh, fell a former uh, stuntman. David Litch. So I guess he went from stuntman to director, Ty. There's your path. I know you say you want to get into movies. Maybe you just need to start being a stuntman. I just got to do terrible things to my body for money. I think you'd be a stuntman. I could I could fill in. I'm thinking like... Uh, Whose stuntman would you be? The Harry Potter dude. We're about the same height. Dan Radcliffe? Yeah. I was thinking like Michael Pena. Michael Pena, 100% <laughs> pull that off. <laughs> Kevin Hart in the right lighting. <laughs> Michael Pena's 5'7". How tall are you? 5'6", Jay. <laughs> you guys... It'll work out fucking great. There you go. I don't know what kind of stunts Michael Pena's doing, but he's in he's, the Ant-Man movies. He's in the Ant-Man so. movies. That's action. <laughs> I think he at least has to have a stunt guy. How many films, like how many scenes he films? Yeah, for sure. Probably not. I, that might I, actually be perfect. I don't think he has a stunt guy, but I think he, like, you know, some actors have stunt guys. Yeah, no, not like He that. doesn't have a designated stunt guy. But someone guy. gets hired to be Open his stunt Open casting, guy. Michael Pena stunt guy. There you go. Well, it's even better if he doesn't have a stunt guy, because then I could be his stunt guy. <laughs> And then the whole time, like, he doesn't do action shit, really. How many stunts until you quit? <laughs> I just, I feel like if you're a stunt guy, you got to know how to ride a motorcycle. You could ride a motorcycle. I don't know how to ride a motorcycle. You know how to ride a bike? I, mean, I know how to ride a bike. I feel like it's real different, though. So I'm guessing mode of transportation, motorcycle is not on your list. I mean, I don't. So you're a fraud. It's a draft. I don't want to do any, you know. <laughs> I don't want to give anything away, but probably not going to make an appearance. Bullet Train. So this is a movie that, like I said, Riley was very um, highly anticipating and a movie that I thought, you know, just based on what I saw about it and it being Brad Pitt, of course, that it would get reset, you know, received pretty well. And then I look over on Rotten Tomatoes it has a 54 uh, percent critic score. And I'm like, OK, well, it's probably one of those bad critics, high audience. And it's not a low audience, but it's not that high of an audience sitting at a 77 audience score. Um, fairly mediocre. Look, I, I you called me a movie snob. Armin White has not reviewed this film. Um, mm. You called me a movie snob about The Gray Man two weeks ago, three weeks ago, yep. however many weeks ago that was. Yep. Um, I didn't like The Gray Man. The Gray Man has a 46 and 91. So worst critic, but actually better audience tie. Now, I'll just wow. say right off the rip, I like this movie a lot more than I like The Gray Man. Oh, you said the word a lot. Yes. That's many points. Yes. I mean, granted, it was The Gray Man got 44. So <laughs> there's, there's a lot of room to grow, Ty. Okay. But... I didn't know what to expect in this film. Yeah. And I see some of the some of the, the, the feedback I've seen on Ron Tomatoes and what Riley's told me. I saw some people saying it was he's a wannabe Tarantino and uh, Who's a wannabe Tarantino? This film was a wannabe Tarantino esque film. Now I've only seen two Tarantino films. Pulp Fiction, mm. which I didn't really like, and um Django. Django, as I like to call it yeah. on the podcast. Django, which we loved. Which I loved Django. Yeah. It's like our third highest rated movie ever, I believe. Um I don't know if this is just like Kill Bill. And that's why people are saying it's he's trying to be like Quentin Tarantino. Um, I don't know. Have you seen Kill Bill? I have not. That's the only movie I could f- I feel like would be similar. So I don't know if this is you know. And I've seen I saw multiple people saying it was a wannabe Tarantino and then a wannabe another guy as well. Which like I don't think Tarantino invented this kind of like I don't want to say samurai. It's not a samurai movie, but this like up close Japanese culture and then the way it's like cut and everything and flashbacks and everything. Yes, it's Tarantino esque. Don't get me wrong, but like I, I, I don't know. I've seen some Tarantino. I, 
if I had to guess what they're saying it's ripping off is the Hateful Eight, which stars eight different people who I think okay. Okay. are at some point doing some sort of action and violence. That's probably what they're saying it's ripping off because you have so many different interwoven characters and shit going on in this. Mm-hmm. If I had, again, never seen the movie, could be completely wrong. The Hateful Eight could be a really, um, really emotional biopic for all I know. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I, I just don't really see that. And then, like, some of the other stuff, like, it seems like people thought the plot was kind of muddied and all over the place, which I get. It was kind of a a unique filmmaking style, the way they did it. And I can understand why that's not everyone's cup of tea. That being said, I like to think I'm smarter than a lot of people, so I really liked it. <laughs> I don't I don't disagree with that. I just actually bumped up one point in this movie. I don't know what you said that made me think of it. Um, oh, the plot jumping around and like yeah. maybe a little bit of flashbacks. Yeah. Fucking loved the title cards of all the different <laughs> people being introduced and like a little background with them. I knew you would. Loved the title cards. It actually just got one extra point because of that. In what category? Cinematography. <laughs> Um, now my funny story about this film. So this theater was actually packed. Like we got in there, like right when the preview started and there was like no one in there. And then just a bunch of people trickled in at eight forty five on a Tuesday night. Like I, I went to the same theater on the same night. Just no, that I went to Jess ranch. Oh yeah. It was dead. I would imagine. No one, no one was really, the, the parking lot was packed because the farmer's market. Yeah. There was food trucks. I was really bummed out that I had to go to a movie and couldn't eat the food trucks. <laughs> she just brought some in. Um, I thought about it. So there's a lot of people in this, right? Yeah. And including two, maybe three families with young, young children. I'm talking younger than seven. Okay. Like six to nine. Okay. First of all, this is an R-rated film, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. 100%. You see titties at the beginning, and then you're like, oh, is there going to be more titties? There's none. <laughs> you disappointed? I was expecting more. <laughs> um, well, I'll touch on that scene in a second. But okay. First of all, just a horrible movie etiquette. Like, th- during the previews, their kids are talking and everything. Like, look, if I go see a Pixar film or a, a, just a, an animated family movie, I expect it. I accept it. Fair. Expect and accept. Yep. I don't judge any parent. They're trying to have a nice nice night with their kids, whatever. You're the weirdo at the kids' movie. Pixar, not so much. But if it's a movie like, I don't know. If we would have watched DC Super Pets. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when it's an R-rated action flick at 845 on a school night, like, I am going to judge you as parents a little bit. I'm also going <laughs> to laugh at you. I'm going to audibly laugh. You know me. I like to make theater noises. Yeah. I'm going to audibly laugh when the sex scene comes on and the dad goes, oh, and covers his kid's eyes. <laughs> I audibly laughed. And they were right behind us, literally row behind us, right to my left. Like, what do you expect? Oh One of those God. families left with their children about 30 minutes into the movie. Nice. I don't know if they are in the wrong film. Yeah. I don't know if they, you know, there's a lot of Thomas the Train references. I don't know if they thought it was a Thomas the Train movie. It's not. Um, it's not that. Yeah. So I, I don't get it. That that was second to only when the guy brought his young kids to see Jackass forever. Yeah. Didn't realize the penis yes. of the entire opening yes. sequence. Um, also, I got some intel from Junior who works at that Jess Ranch at that movie theater, Riley's cousin. Okay. Said a lot of people have been walking out of this movie midway through, which surprises me. Really? Um, that happened in our theater. One couple did walk out about 30 minutes to go in the movie, so about an hour and a half in. They just gave up on it? I guess so. When? Older couple. Like, what part of the film? I don't know. Just, I don't remember. It was like 30 minutes left or so. Just left. There's this, not really a slow part in this movie. That's all I'm like, it's kind of consistent. Like, I, 
I would argue maybe it could be a little too long, but I wouldn't say the pacing is like fast and then dead and then fast. Like I, I don't know when you get up and decide this isn't for me. It was before the White Death showed up, so I could tell you that much. I mean, he shows up like at the very fucking end. <laughs> I know, I know. Last like fifteen minutes. Huh. Um, so I don't know. I I, I don't get it. But also, I wanted to touch on. This is literally so. We'll touch on this when we get to characters more. We complained about the Lost City. There not being enough Brad Pitt. Yeah. Is this not a near? I I don't remember the Lost City. Like I remember it, but like I haven't rewatched it. Is this not like a eighty-five percent the same character that was also in the Lost City? <laughs> Just kind of like the Zen assassin. Is it? I remember he was the assassin, but I thought he was a lot more like. No, I think he was like Zen, and he was like a therapist. Wasn't he like a therapist? Fuck, dude, was he? I think so. He definitely did. He was he was okay with guns in the other movie. He was. He definitely he killed was. people. Um, but that I mean, don't remember. I think he is. I think he was. And both of the other people in that movie are in this movie. And that, yeah, like, did they film Lost City first, and then Brad Pitt was like, "Hey, I have another project. You guys want to come cameo?" Or how did that work out? Because this is our our second Brad Pitt, Channing Tatum, Sandra Bullock movie of yeah. the last six months. No, I I'll. I mean, I brought it up. Before the pod, talking about stunt... Well, not before the pod. Earlier, bringing up stunt doubles. I was just fucking waiting for Daniel Radcliffe to show up. <laughs> I was like, it's inevitable. He has to be here somewhere. He wasn't a therapist, actually. He was a former Navy SEAL turned CIA operative. Well, yeah, but I thought he was, like, peaceful. I think he was. He was, like, more zen and everything. No, I, they used the dude from the Percy Jackson films as, like... Logan Lerman. Mm-hmm. As uh, the white, white devil? White devil's son, yeah. I really, really, really wish that was a Daniel Radcliffe role. It could have been. They should have had him and just full-on gone the Lost City on Bullet Train. You know who would have been really good in that role? Because they would have method act the fuck out of it. Jared Leto. As the son? Yeah. He dressed like Jared Leto. You think he would have actually let blood pour out of his eyes? I think he would (laughs) have. He would have got bitten by a snake because there's that one scene where the snake bites him. Or no, it's not. the snake doesn't actually bite him. It's just the needle. But he would have got bitten by a snake. He would have done research and found, like... In what role? As the sun? The sun doesn't sun. get bit by the snake, does he? But he bleeds out of the eyes, which is caused by the snake venom. From the needle. Got yes. it. Yep. yep so yep, yep. he would have done his research and been like, hey, what's, like, the the most amount of venom I could take and it not be lethal without yeah. taking antidote, yeah. anti-venom? And he would have done it. Or it would have been like, give me the full dose. Let's wait as long as possible before putting the anti-venom in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was Jared Leto. Just that real, like, briefly, like... When he first showed up, I don't know, just kind of how Jared Leto looks, just grungy. Yeah, it was real dirty. (laughs) Needed a shower. (laughs) Um, And then the girl actress, I know Riley said she didn't like her a lot. I thought she was fine. I mean, I'm jumping ahead to the characters, but I just wanted to point that out before we got there. Riley notably doesn't like that actress. I didn't know her in anything else. I know her from somewhere. I don't know where. I'm going to find out right now. I'm on the IMDb page. Uh, Joey King. She is in... The Kissing Booth. Um, I, never I've never seen that. I know that's a Netflix film. Never heard of it. The Princess Calls, Welcome to Blumhouse, The Kissing Booth 2. She's in The Conjuring. The Conjuring, I don't... She's in The Act. Slender Man. That's what it is. Madden NFL 19 Long Shot Homecoming. <laughs> <laughs> Not just fucking around. I have no idea what I know her from. Yeah, I don't know either. Oh, she's in. Uh, she plays Ramona in Ramona and Beezus from the 2010 film. I remember reading that book in, like, third grade. I don't think I ever saw the movie. Hey, that's uh, Selena Gomez is in that. I think Selena Gomez is uh, the titular Beezus. 
Mm, are you sure she's not Ramona? Yeah, I just said that she, the young girl plays Ramona. Ramona and Beezus, Ramona Quimby. That's where I know her from. Crazy Stupid Love. Love that film. Who does she fucking play in that film? The young daughter. She's younger than us, Ty. We're getting old when actors are starting yeah. to be younger than us. I fucking hate it every time I see Juan Soto talk on baseball. Because I'm just like, he's like incredible and he's he's younger than me. And he's already made more money in his life than well, well, no, will. No. He's probably only made like three mil, Ty. You'll make over three mil in your life. He did win a home run derby. Don't forget about that. I think what Juan Soto's made, you could definitely surpass what he's made so far. So far. In your whole life. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. <laughs> if he stops right now. Yes. I don't think I'll ever in my life be offered a contract that he was already offered. No. <laughs> for what would someone offer you that kind of contract for? Your only shot would be like becoming a streamer. Yeah. And even then, like I exclusive rights. But even something. then, they don't even do that because all those like extra streaming companies just died. Now everyone just went back to Twitch. That is like it is weird. Like, there's not a lot of places where you can get offered a contract like that. Live Golf. I don't know if you've been keeping up on the Live Golf drama. No. What is that? You haven't heard of Live Golf at all? Not even remotely. You're kidding. I swear to God, it's been the biggest thing to happen to golf like ever. Is this like watching golf? Because I'll okay. tell you, I don't watch golf. Little sports uh, departure here for our, our movie podcast listeners. You can learn about Live Golf as well if you don't know about it yet. So Live Golf is a new golf league funded by Saudi Arabian blood money. It's like the Saudi Arabian family, whatever it is. Yeah, like the mafia, like Saudi Arabia. The richest people in the world. Yeah, they're like they have blood money, oil money, all this shit. They started this new golf league where it is a shotgun start. That means they all start at the same time on different holes. They play 54 holes. That's what Live is, L-I-V, 54. Um. And they only play like 10 events a year. And they signed all the PGA Tour golfers to like these massive fucking deals. Like Phil Mickelson got like a $200 million contract. Like it's just money up front that they get. Plus they get purse money too. So they get money up front and they get money based on how they, they place in these events. And they only golf like 10 times a year. No shit. And the PGA Tour is like, you know, people are denouncing it because all the big names are leaving the PGA Tour. And now the PGA Tour is like well, fuck you, you can't play any PGA Tour events now. And they're like, okay, I don't want to play PGA Tour events. I'm making $200 million to golf 10 times a year. Some majors they could still play because the majors have different governing bodies. Um, so they could still, like, play majors and shit. And it's, like, a big thing. And, like, all the golfers are leaving for live. So, like, the PGA Tour is, like, not going to exist anymore. And then all the good – well, all you know, it'll exist, but with lesser – it's like yeah. if all the baseball players just signed with the new league and they only played, like, 20 games a year, and that was it. And That's the MLB crazy. was – yeah. And Tiger like, got offered like $700 million. Maybe not that much. It was a, I think it was at least half a bill, and he turned it down. That's crazy. He kept his loyalty to... I want to be that rich. You turn down like a half-bill contract. Yeah. It's like, no, nah, my loyalty lies with the PGA. Just like out of morals. Like, yeah. <laughs> there isn't very many morals that would make me say no to 500 mil. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's interesting. That's crazy. So, like, and PGA's just all butthurt about it and kicking people out? Anyone who signs, yeah, they're not letting them play any events. But, but like, PGA, why? Like, what's is there like a? I don't know. I, I, it sounds I like they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot there. Maybe it's in the live contract. Then maybe they're not necessarily kicking them out. I don't know. So I'm saying, like, is it the player's choice or is the PGA's choice? Be like, no, you want to play for them, then you're not playing. for I us. think it's a little bit of both. That's fucking crazy. Because the other player, like the players, have no reason to play in the PGA if they're making yeah. that much money to play. 10 it's like if the XFL just started handing out fucking billion dollar yeah. contracts. Now, this thing's not going to make money because I don't think people are really going to watch it. And there's only 10 events a year. So how the fuck are you going to generate revenue? It's literally just like a massively rich dude just like 
playing around. I don't yeah, understand fu- like what his business no, plan is. No, no, no. Is. Fuck being rich enough to turn down half a million. I want to be rich enough to do this. Have a bullshit golf league. Yeah. No, I want to be rich enough to just pay the best baseball players in the world to just play baseball for me. <laughs> in your backyard? Yeah. <laughs> nice. It's pretty much what it is. It's like personal entertainment. So I think that league will – it'll probably fold eventually, and then they'll all go back to the PGA, but – I think that's what it was, actually. I think, like, they can't play PGA on their contract, but then the PGA gave them, like, lifetime bans or some shit. Some petty shit. Lifetime? Some shit like that, yeah. Is uh, Bryson DeChambeau or... Yes, he's signed. What about the one who's not a dick? Brooks Kepka? Yeah. Yes. They're both on live? It's like almost everyone is on live. This is insane. I've heard nothing <laughs> of this. Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka. Um, Louis Oosthuizen's big. Um, the other the guy who just won the the last major he just signed like yesterday. Patrick Reed, Sergio Garcia, Bubba Watson, Lee Westwood's a big name. Like I know, like well, Ian Poulter's a big name. Like just everyone's going over there and just getting paid. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty sick though. <laughs> It is pretty sick. How um, did we get on live golf? That's the that's your chance to get a big contract. You got to get good at golf. How did I get on big contract though? Juan Soto making you feel like shit because he's younger than us. Girl actress in this movie. Yes, we're back. Yes, let's get in the review. Ty, we're twenty minutes into the pod. <laughs> um, plot slash story. So this is the story of the bullet train. Yeah. yeah, and we find out at the end. Of course, spoilers. You know, it's almost easier to work backwards than forwards with this film is they're all on this train because the White Death, all of them wronged the White Death in some way, so he pretty much put them all on the train to kill each other because he knew, you know, and he, like, paid each person to pretty much get the briefcase from each other. That way they would all kill each other because they all had a hand in his wife dying X amount of years ago, except Brad Pitt, who was put on the job as a fill-in because Ryan Reynolds was the one who was supposed to go there, but he called out sick. Very funny. Um, So, yeah, and then it's, like, it's not working. The film itself doesn't work backwards, but it's just kind of like this – I don't want to use convoluted because convoluted is almost a negative word, but I guess it is a little convoluted, like different storylines going throughout and you cut to different people, sometimes with Brad Pitt, sometimes with Lemon and Tangerine, sometimes with, you know, the girl actress. And it's like, those are kind of the three central, you know, prongs of the the film, you know, and that's kind of like the, and and the guy, but the guy's with the girl, the guy whose um, kid gets pushed off the roof. I know that's horrible. Um, Yeah. Wild plot point. (laughs) Like what if we threw a child off a building? Yeah. She was fucked up. She was the White Death's daughter. Spoiler yeah. alert. That's what you find out at the end. So it's like this story. Like, you, you kind of get it the whole time, and, like, you think it's going one way because you think the White Death wants this briefcase, and you think all these people are here for different reasons. And, and the bad buddy shows up because he wants to kill the Hornet because the Hornet killed his family before that, and the Hornet was there. Um, Did I miss something? Why does Bad Bunny just immediately attack Brad Pitt? He said, um, I think he was just mad. He There was, like, a line in there. He's like, I came to kill get revenge and now I'm going to kill you too or something like that. Like it was literally, he was just enraged. Yeah. It was just a wild man. Like he goes to step onto the train, sees a guy and was like, I should stab him. Yeah. I think so. I don't know. Okay. I thought I missed something. I'm glad I didn't. I think that's what their explanation was. I'm not hundred percent sure. All that being said, look, everything in this film almost happened for a reason, not a reason, but there was like a lot of stuff that set up other stuff. Some of it was obvious, some of it wasn't. Like the fucking water bottle, I really liked that at the end where they went through the water bottles, like progression through the life. And they the water bottle the was head. a story um, or a character. I, I, I thought, yes, I, 
I understand there was flashbacks and could feel convoluted, but I thought at the end, yes, there was like logic jumps. Like you just said, the bad bunny thing didn't really make a lot of sense. Um, the him, this is more just logic, but being able to be outside of a bullet train, Aaron Taylor Johnson's character, Tangerine, he literally climbed on it and was hanging off of it. Those things go like 200 miles an hour. There's just no chance. Absolutely no chance he's hanging on. Um, all that being said, no, not a human. There was like also some unrealistic like action and stuff that happened, but it was almost intentional. It was like a these guys that two hundred seventy five miles an hour. These guys who saw the movie in the same theater with us, they were talking in the parking lot. They were, I didn't fully agree with them, but they were like, I heard them just as he's dropping. They're like, yeah, it was kind of corny, but it was like intentionally corny. I don't know if corny is the right word, but it had that those intentional kind of action movie logic jumps, you know, and like some of the shit they did. I don't know. I liked how it all came together. It kept me intrigued throughout, and it kept me guessing. I gave it a 15. Okay. What were your thoughts on uh, Brad Pitt's luck? It's fate, baby. Okay. None of it was, like, really bad luck, though, if you really think about it. No, it was, like, good luck, but it just isn't how he wanted it to play out. Like, something unfortunate happens that should fuck him over, and then something good happens that, like, stops it, but it's not how he wants it to stop. But I didn't feel like none of the, like, it wasn't, like, isn't there a superhero in DC or Marvel who their power is literally good luck? Yeah, that was actually, uh, Viper? What was that in? Why do I know that? Uh, Deadpool 2. Oh, yeah, yeah, Her yeah. name is... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Domino? Yeah, Domino. And she... Not she Viper, was... Hornet. Hornet in this film. Yes, uh, Zazie Beats. Yes, correct. Um, it wasn't like that where it was like absurd though. I feel like all the quote unquote bad luck was like explainable shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was, you would call it bad luck, but it wasn't literally like something just randomly happens. Like, oh, look at my bad luck. You know what I mean? The suitcase combination was very funny. <laughs> that was, yeah. <laughs> he just like looks, spins it and hits the combo. <laughs> that's That's good shit. I give it a 12. Um, oh, okay. Not as high as you were. I feel like at the end, I liked the explanation. I like how it was everyone. I like that little twist of like, no, again, bad luck. He filled in on the wrong job, wasn't <laughs> supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. I liked that. I just feel like throughout the film, it was like a, we need the briefcase. And then it was just kind of like, that's the main goal and everything else just kind of happened. And like, obviously it progressed and there was a story and events happened throughout that. But the main overarching like uh, what do you like the weight I guess mm-hmm. or, or whatever didn't really change there wasn't anything else crazy happening like they kind of lay it out in front of you and then events play out based on yeah that. there wasn't bigger stakes or anything toward like throughout the movie I guess I don't know if that's what you're trying to say but. yeah exactly and like they lay the framework for what this is going to be and then it just kind of goes from there it kind of reminded me of almost like a murder mystery like uh, there was they weren't trying to solve a mystery but it was like you had all these different things, like, you know, you had Brad Pickett in the case and then losing it, and you had Hornet's involvement in it and how the guy dies, you know, the son dies, and you have Lemon and Tangerine going after Brad Pitt, but then they also interact with the girl and, like, all these different things and, like, different turns it took. You know what I mean? Like, you obviously knew as the viewer what was going on the whole time, but, like, the characters didn't, and you were almost watching it unfold, like, through their eyes in live time. Um, I like that dynamic of it. Yeah. I- and I told Riley after, like, it, this felt like a movie like Death on the Nile, where they could remake this exact same movie with Brad Pitt and other actors or just a completely new cast and have it be like the sequel to Bullet Train, you know what I mean? Like but it, like call it Red Eye and it takes place on an 18-hour flight. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And they're fighting and stuff. I mean, a 
plane's not maybe big enough. Maybe like a cruise ship. Well, no, if it's a red eye and it's like a Boeing 737, like the two levels of planes and shit. Okay. okay. There's shit going on in the back, shit going on in the front, yeah. shit going on upstairs. Yes. People are hidden in the lower compartment. I We watched, Um, now that I'm saying, I've seen this movie. What movie am I thinking of? I, on a plane? I don't know. Snakes on a plane? I've never seen that movie. But didn't we do a movie? Didn't we do a movie for the pod and like throwback or whatever? Where it was like the mom trying to find her kid in a in a in a plane. In a plane. Yeah, kid gets ca- kidnapped in a plane, and they're like, "Oh, this kid was never on this plane." And she's like, "Yes, the fuck he was." <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. Oh, that's gonna piss me. That's a movie. It's not what I was explaining, but it just my brain went there. Yeah, and it's a mom, and like the husband dies or something, and then she like goes on a plane with her kid, and then like she takes a nap and wakes up, and her kid's missing. And she's like, checks the flight log or whatever, and they're like, yeah, you never had a kid on this plane. And she thinks she's going fucking crazy, but, like, turns out the Flight kid- plan? A bereaved woman and her daughter are flying home from Berlin to America at 30,000 feet. The child vanishes. No one will admit she was ever on the plane. Bingo. I've never seen it. that movie. I don't know why I watched this movie. <laughs> I couldn't fucking- Was it a hotel room movie? <laughs> it's not good either. Why did I watch this fucking movie? 2005 it's pretty old too victoria watched it with me was it a a hotel room movie i always brag about hotel room movies no we watched this at home (laughs) it was just a random film was it just a random tbs you know usa network no it was streaming we we watched it on streaming i'm almost positive wow i don't know i'm gonna have to ask her about this yeah no kind of wild though like not a good film but kind (laughs) of wild something like that size plane Okay. But this film. I said cruise ship, and then I realized I was literally copying the Death on the Nile path because the first one was Murder on the Oriental Express, a train, and then they went to a boat. So if they did bullet train again and then they did, like, cruise ship, it would be the same. What's what's the name? I guess, like, I said Red Eye, like, as if that was, like, something, like, smart. Like, this movie was something smart. It's just called Bullet Train. It's just what it is. I'd say nonstop, but that's the Liam Neeson movie. Maybe just call it, like, 787. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you like that. I I do. I maybe if they do a boat one, it's like USS whatever. That's the name of the boat. Oh. Airship uh it's a an air sh- what are those airship carrier? What are those things called? Helicarrier? No. Yeah. The, well, the, no, the, the military right. ones. I don't know why they'd be on oh a military boat. Aircraft aircraft Air- carrier. I don't know why they'd be on an aircraft carrier. That'd be pretty sick. They can make they can make series out of this. Now, all that to say, it's getting terrible reviews, and I don't think the box office is doing very well, and they will not make another one. <laughs> a man can dream, Ty, because I enjoyed this film. I really did. Well, did you enjoy how it looked, Jay? Let's talk cinematography. Okay, so I'll be honest. I enjoyed 90% of the cinematography. I thought I liked the action scenes. I thought it was choreographed well. It was choreographed by a, a stuntman. There were some shaky parts, but I didn't think this, like a lot. I thought most of like, the hand-to-hand combat and... You know, the way they, they utilized it looked good. I thought there was, like, obviously stylistic things they did, um, almost like the Japanese kind of style. Like, I don't want to say Japanese style, but, like, you know, that kind of, like, samurai. Like, I don't know the right, the right word for it, what I'm trying to say. But um, I liked it. I liked that, you know, and just the colors and everything. What I didn't like in this film was anything that happened outside the train while it was moving. Um, that CGI at the end is just horrible. Him it's, flying through the... It's horrible. How about his luck landing on the stuffed animal? Good luck right there. 
It's a great look. Um, that looked it's horrible. Even really when bad. the guy's no hanging off, the guy's hanging off the train, like it didn't look good. Like yeah. that stuff did not look good. And it was very obvious they filmed most of this just like on a blue screen set, like a fake train with blue screen, whatever. And that brought it down because I was thinking like, I was thinking like 16, 17 range, Ty. And it brought it down to a 13 for me because. I'll do 14 because I didn't like how you looked at me. That's just that seems like a big jump for like one bad CGI. I'll go down moment. to 14. 14 out of 20. Okay, I was at a 15, and then I remembered um, the title cards. The title cards. We're at a 16. I enjoyed. I enjoyed a lot of it. I enjoyed the stylistic choices with like the names and everything, and the flashbacks. I like got. Yeah. I know maybe it took away from some things, but like that's a stylistic choice on how to shoot that and how to do everything. Yep. I liked the water bottle where it was like the POV yep. of the water I bottle. That scene, yeah. I liked that scene a lot. Um, the action was shot well. I enjoyed most of it. CGI looked bad. There's no getting around <laughs> yeah. that. It wasn't good. <laughs> no, it was um, not. But I liked a lot of this this movie and how it set up and how it looked. And um, it was kind of exactly what I was expecting it to be mm-hmm. with that weird kind of, you know, you feel the director's presence yeah, on yeah. the movie and how it's shot. And I liked that. I like when it feels stylistic. You know what stylistic. this film needed? And it would the perfect candidate for? What? One shot. A one needed shot. Needed a one shot. I didn't notice any one shots. You like Significant one shots. I mean, the, the CGI could have been bad, but here's my one shot idea. You got a fight going on in the front car. Bam, bam, bam. There's my punching. Pans out. Like, they're they're doing the fight, and you pan through the window. Mm, outside the train, back in the train. And then you the the train, train. to the back to a different fight. And then that fight happens, and then you go through the halls back to the first fight when that like first fight ends or whatever now question for you though if they do that mm-hmm. and they make that happen mm-hmm. but it's more of this cgi yeah that's the problem is that a net positive <laughs> or a net negative probably net positive i love a one shot <laughs> i love me a one shot too it's just the greatest thing in cinema <laughs> and i don't get why i like it so much and it's probably such a fucking pain in the ass to shoot but i appreciate it every time because every time people do one shots it's like creative it's not just like I'm standing here. You know, 1918, the whole thing's like a one shot, but incredible. Yeah, that is incredible. But, um, you know, usually when they do one shots, they do cool shit like the panning around and, you know, that kind of nature. So the drone esque footage, I guess you could say. But we should make a movie and do like a quote unquote one shot and just have a camera set up on a tripod and not moving. Okay. Just three minute one shot. We say we have a one shot, but it's the most boring one shot you've ever seen. <laughs> Oh, I had something to say about the visuals and cinematography. Now I just can't remember. Oh well, we they can have move to co- on. The colors, the we can move on. It's all right. Stylistic choice. I like the flashback of the White Devil. I like the flashback of uh, the two guys counting all the people they killed at the construction site. Yeah, or whatever. It's good it was. shit. Yeah. I appreciated that. That another part of the film that does not take place on the bullet train. Yep, I would consider that a significant enough yep. part of the film yeah. to say. Not bullet train. I want to jump ahead to characters and then circle back to key elements. Is that okay? Let's do it. I don't think we've ever done this before. I just feel like my character score influences my key element score a lot. And you're going to be outraged by my key element score. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. My character score, Ty. Why don't you give it to me first and explain how you feel? Give it a 15 Okay. for characters. I think no one did anything to win an award. Fair. I Fair. think Bad Bunny was essentially a cameo. Fair. Maybe that's why a lot of people left early. They got through Bad Bunny, and I, I wanted to see Bad Bunny. Yeah. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, very useless. I went into this saying I was going to do notes strictly on Bad Bunny to see how he's going to do as the Spider-Man villain. 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. He showed up. He was pissed off. He fought. He died. That was pretty good, though. He just he just looked angry the whole time. It wasn't like he had emotion. He was just <laughs> he was pissed off. He played. He did a pretty good play dead. He eh, was it, though? I thought he was dead. I felt like I was watching someone who was acting they were dead. <laughs> okay. I don't think I was looking at a real dead body. <laughs> Jerry Leto would have killed himself. That was yeah. That's, no. his, that's his last role. That's how he goes Has out. Has he died in any of his movies? Yeah. Which one? No. Maybe. He doesn't die in Joker. He's technically still alive, for all we know. Well, there was never a Joker movie, but yeah. you know what I mean. He d- in in the one where he's the... The little things? Yeah. He dies in that. Does he? I think they kill him. And he buries him. I think you're right. I was going to say, what a way to go out. He should have method act and actually been buried alive. Yeah. Are we, are we like actively hoping for someone's death right now? Like, <laughs> no, no. I'm saying when he's like 87. Gotcha. And he's lived his life. And he's, and he's ready. ready. It's his time. Or, you know what? He films this ahead of time. Well, no, because that doesn't work because you can't film it ahead of time. When he's oh, ready. Yeah. <laughs> He's like on his, he's on his deathbed. He's like, I'm gonna record my death and watch it in 20 years. <laughs> no, I was gonna say he then he releases it when he actually dies. When he's like on his deathbed, if you know he's he's hooked up, he's gonna be like, give me one more roll, and they're just gonna find some random like old grandpa who dies in a movie, but it'll be him actually dying in real time, and that'll be his last hurrah. That'll be his last statement on on cinema. It'll be something where like he's the old mentor, but he's got cancer and he's going out, and yeah. like he strictly chooses that role because he knows he's dying of cancer. But then he like actually starts beating the cancer, and they have to delay production, and then he stops going to his chemo because he's too yeah. committed to his craft. Yeah. He's like, no, I need to look sick for this. <laughs> and then it gets the best of him. What a guy. Um, the Morbius story. I That's still the funniest. Um, no one's going to win an award for this. I, I recognize that, and I understand it, and I still gave it a 17. There that's, was not a single person in this film I did not like. And I'll, I'll go in order. I'll go Brad Pitt. Well, maybe not in order. Brad Pitt thought he was great. Like I said, he's kind of more kind of like Lost City Brad Pitt. I don't know where I've been my whole life, but I feel like I don't appreciate Brad Pitt enough. You don't. No, he's fantastic in everything. Uh, you spoke of uh, Tarantino earlier in this podcast. Yeah. I'm now, you need to watch Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, Riley was telling me no, that. You got to watch it because it's fantastic. I've never seen Fight Club. Good. I know, spoiler alert for Fight Club, that the whole thing is like it was in his head or whatever. Yep. Um, someone ruined that for me. Don't remember who. Yep. I I haven't seen a lot of Brad Pitt movies. I haven't seen Seven. What's in the box? His wife's head. Spoiler. Haven't seen that either. Ocean's Eleven. Forgot he was in that. Fucking so good. Great movie. I honestly forgot he was in that. I've seen Moneyball. Okay. I think that's my only live action besides the Ocean movies. My only live action Brad Pitt movies. That is insane. And obviously um, The Lost City, but I'm not counting that. Thoughts on Megamind. Great movie. Very good. Almost like 10 years Maurice is barking. I don't know. I think the mic will pick that up. Almost. I feel like if that movie came out like now, I don't know. I feel like it'd be even bigger because now superheroes are more popular. You know what I mean? Yeah. It still gets a lot of love online though. But I mean like make more money in the box office and stuff. Are we sure it didn't make a lot of money in the box office? (laughs) I'm sure it did. 321 mil. Never seen World War Z. Not good. Don't watch that. Never seen The Curious Case. All that to say, I haven't seen enough Brad Pitt, and I think I'm going to go on a Brad Pitt binge one of these days, Ty. He's he's great. Yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, don't love that film. I'll say it. Like, everyone, oh, it's so good. Like I feel like I've heard more people that don't like it. 
Really? Yeah. Okay, it's a, it's literally like you're just hanging out with two guys. <laughs> uh, it's like there's no story. Isn't it's there weird. like some cultish stuff going on? A million percent, yeah. Um, fucking great, though. Like, you want to hang out with these guys because both performances are fantastic. So you don't like it, but it's great? Great performances. Like, watch it for Brad Pitt. Is that one of those Leo. movies where literally nothing happens and Tarantino's like... No, stuff you happens. Gotta, you got to think about what the greater meaning is, man. Well, it's based on like why I'm making tears. It's like a fixed like uh, fictionalization of real events, kind of like Inglorious Bastards. It like tells its own fake story. Of World War Two. Mm-hmm. Um, this is has... that the one where the last scene is them killing Hitler? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, okay. and burning down the thing. Yeah. A bunch of Nazis. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Um, uh, something happens. I don't remember exactly what it was. Once upon a time in Hollywood, like there's a big scene at the end. But I kind of feel like you're just hanging out with these dudes for two hours, and then the big scene happens. Got it. So I can skip that one. But no, great performances. You got to watch it for the performances. Okay. I love it in, him in Moneyball. 12 Years a Slave is actually his number one rated movie. Have you seen I'm Mr. Sure and Mrs. Smith? I have not. Good film. The Big Short. I haven't seen that either. Riley's been wanting me to see So Riley really loves The Big Short. And I heard she, it's really good. I want to watch it. Well, she tried getting me to watch it in 2020 when the pandemic started, and I was like, babe, with the pandemic and the markets going down, this is the last thing I need to watch right now. <laughs> and like, I've just been kind of putting it off ever since then. Cause it's about the 2008, you know, housing bubble and everything. Wow. Um, so yeah, that was my excuse. Anyways, back to characters. I love Brad Pitt. Thought he was great in this. I'm, I'm just now, I'm sorry. He also makes a cameo in Deadpool too. Okay. I'm not counting that. But if we're going off, Oh, these people are in the lost city. We have Ryan Reynolds. We have Zazie yeah. beats and we have Brad Pitt from that. Film. Well, Ryan Reynolds and Zazie beats is probably because it's the Deadpool two director. I would guess. Are we sure Brad Pitt didn't get a starring role in this because he's buddies with the director. And that's why he showed up as a second, like a real quick cameo in Deadpool two. Deadpool two was made a long time ago. I don't know if this movie was, but like, are we sure that isn't like, hey, I'm buddy buddy. Like, let me just show up in this film really quick. Ha ha ha. No, I think Ryan. But now I want to make a movie. No, with Ryan you. Reynolds, I think, told the story like he reached out to him personally. Like Brad Pitt's kids loved the movie or whatever, and like I think Brad Pitt reached out to Ryan Reynolds personally and said he wanted like cameo, something like that. It was some like actor to actor. And I when believe. he showed up on set, he became friends with the director, and, and now he stars in Bull, yes. Bull Train. Yeah, fuck yeah, love it. Um. I thought the girl was good. Riley didn't like her. Riley was like, I really didn't like her. I, she was an unlikable character. I was like, yeah, that was the point. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Effective. Aaron Taylor Johnson? Didn't realize it was him. Like, I asked Riley, I was like, who was that guy? I was like, that was Aaron Taylor Johnson? He looks so much different than when he's Quicksilver. I see all the ladies online. I, I mean, it was one tweet thread. But there was a lot of ladies that were literally one girl said on Twitter because there was like whoever taught him or told him to grow out his mustache, like, thank you or whatever. One girl put like... I creamed my pants the entire time he was on screen. Something along those lines. Wow. Yeah. That's graphic. <laughs> I was. I was scrolling through it, and I was like, damn. I didn't realize Aaron Taylor Johnson had such a following. Also didn't oh, realize that's, that's... he was low-key groomed. His wife is, like, 20 years older than him and, like, directed a movie he was on when he was 18, and she was, like, 45 or some shit like that. No fucking way. Yeah, I don't know if they're married or not, but I know... Because someone put, like, who taught him to, whoever told him to do the mustache, like, thank you. And then someone was, like, probably his wife who groomed him. Sam Taylor Johnson. Um, she is. So he's 32 now, and she's 55. She was born in 67. Yeah, she's 23 years older than him, which is our age. Um, Aaron Johnson That's began wild. a relationship with director Sam Taylor Wood after meeting on the 2009 set of the film Nowhere Boy when he was 18 and she was 42. That's crazy. 
Oh, he his name was Aaron Johnson. Her name was Sam Taylor Wood. So that's why he's Aaron Taylor Johnson. Okay. They just went like double. They're just like, we're both going to take it. Yeah. Got it. How come we didn't do Woods Richardson, Ty? Isn't there a play? You're is there a baseball you're player? Woods oh, yeah. Richardson? That's Wood, not my last name for no, one. No, the baseball player is Woods Richardson. Simeon Woods Richardson or whatever his name is. Is, is there? Yeah. I have no idea. I've never Simeon heard of Simeon Woods person. Richardson. He's a prospect. He's not up in the okay. in the bigs yet. That's why. I, whatever. Moving on. Um, <laughs> I really liked Aaron Taylor Johnson. I thought he was great. thought his accent was a little hard to understand, but I think he might actually be British, so I don't know if that's just me not being able to understand British people. He is British. I loved... One of my favorite characters in a movie we've seen recently, Lemon. I thought he was fantastic. He was right up my alley of being like a comedic but like serious character. His Thomas the Train shit the whole time was making me – it played for me the entire time. Oh, yeah. It was good. I enjoyed it. (laughs) I literally was laughing for about 30 seconds when the guy – when Aaron Taylor Johnson was like, if you fucking say – you know, Thomas the train again, I'm going to fucking shoot you in the face. And then like 30 seconds later, it's like an unnamed locomotive would say like, I fucking lost it. I thought it was, he was fucking great. He was good. I loved him when he died. When you thought he died the first time I was, I was devastated. He's, he's like a court character for me. I really enjoyed him. So I gave it a 17. I loved everyone. I thought white death was fine. I, I really enjoyed everyone in this film. Uh, thoughts on bad bunnies as he beats. Zazie Beach said bitch a lot. I know that was obviously intentional. I don't know if you caught on to that. She literally, every other word was like bitch. Yeah. I mean, she was barely in it. So was Bad Bunny. So yeah. might as well ask me about how I felt about Channing Tatum, which I'll be honest, he was great in the like little bit of the movie he was in. He usually is. He's really good in like when he just shows up for a little bit. Fantastic. I mean, like Free Guy. Yeah. <laughs> which, Ryan Reynolds. They all, they all got to be like. They're all buddy buddies. What does he say when, when Brad Pitt sits down and he's like, hey, you want to make 200 bucks? And he's like, is that some sex shit? Or <laughs> like he's all into it? Yeah. Um, thoughts on Andrew Koji and Hiroyuki San- the Senada. The father and the son? Yeah. I thought they were fine. I like the elder dude because he's a scorpion. In the first Mortal Kombat? Nope. In most recent Mortal Kombat. The dad? Yep. The oldest guy? Correct. How, how old is this guy? Born in 1960, he is. He played Scorpion. Yeah, wasn't Scorpion like super young in the recent Mortal Kombat? I don't remember anything about that movie other than it was pretty shit, and we way overrated it because it was the second movie back to the theaters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we did, we did overrate it. He's he's dead, I think, most of the movie. And then he comes back at the end. Maybe <laughs> some de aging. I didn't realize he was this old during this film, though. Wow. If I rewatched that movie, I'd probably hate it. I'll be honest. Mortal Kombat? It was not that good. No, no, it's terrible. <laughs> but we gave it like I six. Still, you, I, that was your first movie back. I saw Kong versus Godzilla, another movie that wasn't that good. Yeah. But it was. we were deprived for like a year and a half. Yeah. I the Like nothing will ever top. He's about to get his soul sucked. <laughs> Just the greatest line in any film ever. <laughs> the delivery, the execution. <laughs> I've never laughed harder. Who said that? I don't even remember that. I'll be honest. I don't remember, but he said it so serious. I think it's the dude with like the, the hook swords. He's, like, uh-huh. He's about to suck his soul or something. And it's just like so serious and so unintentionally sexual. <laughs> and it was it was incredible. 
Oh man. So I wanted to do characters first, Ty. We're almost we're getting Did up I here. give my character score? Yeah, you 15. Did 15. Everyone was fantastic. I agree. Brian Tyree Tyree Henry? Did I get that right? Tyree, yep. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Really enjoyed him and Aaron Aaron Taylor Johnson the most. I think out of everyone in this film. Um just love to see Brian Tyree Henry star in another good film after Eternals. <laughs> He he was my favorite actor in Eternals as well. So, very good. I think I'm a new Brian, whatever man. Key elements. I want to do characters first because I thought the key elements of the action. I thought the the comedy that they did try to land. There wasn't really emotional stakes, but like by design. Look, this is like a dad action movie with a little bit of like more cinematography and like style to it. And I think the director made the movie he wanted to make, whether people like the style or not. And I really enjoyed the action. I really enjoyed all the characters. It's not the be- It's not a picture perfect dad action movie, but it's damn near close to high. I gave it a nineteen. Hmm. That's pretty fucking high. It is. I feel like I'm pushing it with seventeen. It is. Seventeen is my score. It's up there. I think it's done very well. I. One shot would have done wonders for the it action. It might have pushed it up for me. Um, Can I tell you why I gave it a 19? Sure. I And this is a true story. During the movie, about halfway through, I literally thought to myself, I'm having a great time right now. <laughs> like, I literally thought that in my head. That's good. I- like, there was a cool scene. I don't remember what scene it was, but I literally thought, I'm having a good time right now. <laughs> and that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great thing to think while you're at the fucking movies. It's wonderful. I... I don't know what it needed. I don't know if it was more creative fight scenes. Maybe some more gore. It was pretty gory, but like, yeah. if you're going to go 80%, might as well just go 100. I think the fight scene creativity could have been a little bit better. I really like when he's pretending to have the gun under the table and like they fight there and it's like they're being yeah, told yeah. to be quiet. I like that. Give me more of that. Give me more creative shit on the they train. They had like the, when the, a couple. the girl walks through with the... The, the waters and shit, and Brad Pitt buys a water and makes the other guy pay for it. And it's then, funny. It's very um, funny. Yeah. So. The, the comedy works for me. I like some uh, most of the action. It just, I think there's room to improve on all aspects of it. It did all three of its things: the comedy, humor, and uh, comedy and humor is the same thing. Maybe a cooler like end scene, like a cooler climax. It was kind of like yeah. a generic fight thing on a train. Yep. I mean, they, they threw some other things in there, like some comedy and shit, but like maybe some cool. I, I They did have the water bottle part. I guess that was a creative part of the climax because that was when the guy throws it at him. Um, maybe that would have been better, but could it's just there's room to improve, but they didn't do anything bad. Yeah, I give it a 19, though. I had a good time. And because I had a good time, Ty, I wouldn't say it's one of my all time favorites, which is the 1920. But I would say I damn near enjoyed this film. Would recommend. Would watch again. 18 out of 20. I I was having a good time. I I was at a score and us talking about it has has made me think maybe I should raise that score. Whatever you think the score should be, Ty. Just do what it's your scale, buddy. If I could give it a 16 and a half, I would. But I'm going to leave it as 16 for now. That's fair. That's fair. 16. I had a good time with it. I enjoyed it. I would recommend it to most people. I think Victoria would have hated this movie. So not everyone. So? Yeah, I don't think she would have liked this very much. Riley liked it. Did she? Yeah. Um, I just don't. I feel like it was too much going on, and usually when that happens, she just says "fuck it" and goes to sleep. <laughs> um, don't think she would have liked it. But it was a fun movie. I, it's a higher enjoyment score than The Great Man. I will say that. Mm-hmm. I like aspects of this more, and I I think I enjoyed this more, and I would be more 
opt to rewatch this. I also I I like films where everything mostly takes place in a centralized area. I like that. Really? I I do. Like I think about like obviously Death on the Nile doesn't have like a really good score for us, but like it was in, like it was still enjoyable. Like I didn't hate it. Like I think about the fucking Liam Neeson nonstop movie. Watched that one night. Like this is a long time ago. Yeah. Thought it was decent. Can't think of any other ones off the top. Of my Are you head. a fan of Snakes on a Plane? Never seen it. Too scary for me. Because I did one of our. I mean, it was never an option. It was a joke. But worst places to find snakes, because it made me laugh that this was snakes on a train <laughs> as opposed to snakes on a plane. <laughs> Surprised they didn't say that at all. Did yeah. they say that? At no, all? I don't think so. Someone should have said, that's a motherfucking snake on this train. Yeah. They should have paid Samuel Jack his cameo fee's probably way too high. I mean, do you see the fucking cast list on this? They paid Brad Pitt. Sandra Bullock's like one of the top female actresses, and she makes a cameo. They should have had him as a cameo, like getting off the train at one stop and seeing a snake and be like, yeah. that's a snake on a motherfucking train, and then just leaving. Yeah. See, why don't they hire us so to do good. shit like that? I mean, that's so ex- that's the very expensive laugh. But it would be fucking great. But they literally, they just had fucking, what's his, Channing Tatum showed up. Yep. They had Ryan Reynolds shoot one scene. Yep. They had Sandra Bullock do voice work and then show up at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, they could have afforded it. Did you know Sandra Bullock the whole time? Because I didn't. I knew she was in this film because we said, oh, you know, whatever, Lost City connection. Mm-hmm. And so I, like. Oh, I didn't remember that. Listening to that, like, I realized that was her voice. Gotcha. How'd you like her performance? <laughs> no comment shoot final score what'd you give it <laughs> i gave this film tie a score that is hold on let me look because we just did the gray man and it was a big disagreement i gave the gray man a 44 i gave this movie 39 points higher that's fucking wild dude three so much fucking higher above the line i enjoyed this movie i had a good time and this is a movie i will watch again and I hope they make some sort of sequel, whether have Brad Pitt and other actors. John Cena can get in on the fun. I just like this. I, I liked the filmmaking style. I liked the comedy. It wasn't overbearing where you have these, like, comedy. And that's another, like, I saw people like, oh, Brad Pitt, you know, witty action star, you know, Tarantino, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's a lot of witty action stars. And sometimes it goes overboard. I didn't think they went overboard with this. I thought it was an, a, the nice, perfect touch. I really enjoyed this film, Ty. I really, really did, and I don't understand why it's getting so much hate. I'm a, I'm nine points higher than the Gray Man. Mm-hmm. I did like this more. I think this was executed better. I'm sitting at a 76 out of 100, a little lower than you. I also enjoyed the Gray Man, though. I don't discriminate on dad action films like you do. And pick and choose when I want to give out good the scores. The Gray Man was trying to be serious, though, and it was so, no, like, corny. It wasn't. It yes, was trying it was. to be corny. No, it wasn't. I think that's the, the biggest. The writing was so I bad. I think that's the biggest thing, is that was trying to be corny, and you thought it was trying to be serious. No. The, and that's no. the entire score disparity. No. And the CGI was dog shit throughout the whole film, but and didn't have the same good hand-to-hand auction, because it was all just generic gunfighting with super shaky screens. That scene when he's fucking handcuffed to the bench in the park is pretty fucking sick, though. Look, this is a 79.5 out of 100 tie. This is almost above the line consensus. It's above the line for me. Is this my second favorite movie of the year? Yeah. I mean, we have everything everywhere all at once. I don't know anything else that's come out this year. Far From Home was last year. Or No Way Home, you mean? Whatever. Um, 
I'm going through the Batman that come out this year. It did. It did. You gave that an 87. Damn, really? I don't know if I'd rewatch the Batman. I'll say it. I Okay. Doctor it got a higher stra- score than Doctor Strange. I don't it got the same score as Thor Love and Thunder. Okay. For me. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. It's right behind uh Good Boys, slotting in 55th out of 143 movies. Wow. Uh right behind the Good Boys, right in front of Enola Holmes, which they're coming out with a sequel to that soon. So Question for you. Do you know why it just has a random number 83 at the top left of our spreadsheet here? No, do you, that's probably something you did, though. No, it's not a formula. It's literally just typed the number 83. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's oh, I, I think I – no, I know why. I put uh, my score in, but I didn't click the, the cell yet, so I typed it, and it didn't go anywhere. That's where it went. <laughs> okay. That was your fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, fun movie. Don't get why it's being shit on by critics. And like the gray man, oh, the gray man was also shit on by critics. I don't get why this isn't getting more audience love. Yeah, I don't. Usually our scores kind of fall somewhere in between both. We're just like fully on the audience side here. You're above audience in Rotten Tomatoes. But audience still isn't even that high. You know what I mean? Like for this type of movie. That's what I'm saying. I'm confused why it isn't. Usually this type of movie, you get a low critics, high audience. And then we end up somewhere in the middle when we're like actually breaking it down by using our scale to enjoy things because it's the most accurate representation of a film possible. Yeah, it is. Um, usually we end up in the middle. I don't get it. This was a fun movie and I enjoyed it. It was. Ty, we're already at an hour. Do you still want to do our draft? Let's fucking, I mean, we got to power through it, but let's do it. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you want to listen to your podcast. Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Okay, Ty, last week I gave you the first overall pick. It's all yours. I was going to give it to you. I'm going to be selfish and take the first overall pick myself. You don't get to be selfish because I was going to be selfless and let you take (laughs) it. Thank you. There's a one of one for me. Okay. Honestly, all of mine are 1A. There is a one of one. And I don't think it's going to be your one of one. So I could do like smart drafting here and like, well, you just said you don't have a one of one, but I could do like smart drafting and try to save this. But I want to establish my love for this mode of transportation. That's why I'm taking a one of one. It's number one on my board. I'm not going to get creative. I'm, I'm not going to get creative like some teams in the NFL draft and be like, oh, if we take this guy, maybe yeah. the other guy will be here four picks later. No, just take who you like when you have the I'm, pick. It's so random, and I don't think it's this, but if it's this, I'm going to be heartbroken. There is one mode of transportation. I, I think all of our other picks, my number two pick, maybe not all. Most picks, maybe there are some some exemptions to this. This was the only one I could think of where you are never, ever, ever having a bad time if you were using this mode of transportation ever. And that's a golf cart, baby. 
<laughs> that's a great pick. That's not true though, because I have I have golf carts at work that I have to drive around sometimes, and I'm at work. Oh, why did you shit on my parade, Ty? Yeah. But spin zone, aren't you a little happy? Get out. That's of my the... favorite thing. I look for excuses <laughs> to go and take out the golf cart and drive around the cart. Thank you. I look for excuses. I'm like, hey, I gotta I gotta go take a look at something. I'll be back. Can I borrow the golf cart keys? And he's like, yeah, here you go. Make sure your dad I, listens. I literally I did it today. Make sure your dad listens to this pod. I've I've so got a couple of my coworkers thing. listening to the pod now. <laughs> and I hope they hear this part because they're gonna they're gonna agree with me. The golf cart's the best part of the day. Look at you trying to downplay my pick. Oh, I gotta use a golf cart at work, and then you just prove it by saying it's your favorite part of your day. <laughs> Look, you're golfing. Yeah, if you if you are shooting shitty or in a bad mood, but you're golfing. You're still having a good time. Yeah. I think of like beach towns, like like the Florida Keys, or you know, some small beach town where people drive their golf carts around and do you know, or 100%. the lake house driving their golf cart around, you know. Or at work, you're the guy who drives the golf cart. A bullpen golf cart. I know they said they were going to bring those in, and they never did. I just think there's never a time you're in a bad mood in a golf cart. Maybe if you're like an athlete who gets injured and breaks his leg, and you have to get carted off the field. But that's not a golf cart. That's a medical cart. There's a difference. You okay, Ty? I don't care that you just tried to lump this in with yours. My first pick is the very specifically the bullpen cart. A bullpen cart is a golf cart. No fucking chance, dude. It's a bullpen cart. You don't get to take every fucking. I'm not. A bullpen cart is a golf cart. No. Yes, it is. They can be. They can be gas powered. You don't There's just gas get, powered golf cart. You don't carts. just get bullpen cart with golf cart. Okay, I'll give you bullpen car, but not bullpen cart. I'll take it. I don't. Because they're called bullpen cars, so I'll give you that. Are they? The bullpen car, also known as the bullpen cart. I'll give you a bullpen car. I'm taking bullpen but drop car. drop that T, please. I'm taking bullpen car. I, you don't get to just, like, throw this in as a side hustle for your golf carts. Bullpen carts are fucking awesome. Bullpen car. Go, bullpen cars are fucking <laughs> just awesome. Just make sure we reiterate this. It's just the greatest. That's the most ridiculous oh. thing. You don't see anything like it in professional sports. Ty, I'll give you a quarter out of my... Um, my change jar. If you could tell me the first team in 1963. Los Angeles Angels. Did just saw it on Wikipedia. You God didn't. Damn it. You didn't put any ground rules on that. I'm taking that quarter. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> first team to use a golf cart as their bullpen. Cart. I did see that. Yeah. So you, which means other teams have then used different things as their. It bullpen is cart. yes because the bullpen car was invented in uh, 1950. Uh, Seattle Mariners began using a version designed to look like a tugboat in <laughs> 1982. Um, <laughs> I so are you establishing you're taking the bullpen car, but you will not take the Angels iteration of it because it very much says to use a golf cart. Yeah, not the Angels version. Okay, I don't really want the Angels version of anything. Yeah, I probably would break down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Tokyo y- uh, Yakult Swallows <laughs> uh, used a custom Nissan. What? It's just a. It's just a car. Why haven't the? I see that. Why? Why haven't they? Done this. They use this this team, the Hashin Tigers, used a modified smart car convertible. Why haven't they done this? There's advertisements. You could just slap advertisements on it. I think you can get creative. No, no, I, I'm with the you. The relievers probably want to run that way. They can get their blood flowing. Also, a bit. again, there's nothing like it in major sports. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. Can you imagine a fucking kicker going out to kick the game-winning field goal, and he just gets to fucking hop in a little ridiculous football-shaped car to drive out there? <laughs> 
how cool would it be? It's so fucking Can cool. Can we at least bring it in for like special games, like the Field of Dreams game or like the international games all-star in game. London? We need the all-star need game. An all-star game. Like bring it for those fun games. Fucking imagine Edwin Diaz coming out to his trumpets in a fucking car. A just trumpet like, car. Doing donuts or something. Yeah. How sick would that be? You're awesome. It'd be so fucking cool. Okay, I'll give you bullpen car, but not bullpen cart. That's fine. I just the fact that you just threw it in at the end of there and it was gonna be my one one. It was the one I was concerned that you were gonna take. <laughs> You're up, next pick. Alright, so I have a question for you with this one. I, it's gonna be my pick no matter what, but this mode of transportation I hold near and dear to my heart for multiple reasons. Um that is a scooter. Now, I, I mean like a two wheeled scooter. Like Do a, I get both regular and electric because they're both two wheels? I'm not talking like sit-down scooter at the grocery cart. That's actually a different type of vehicle that is on my list. It has a very specific name. Gotcha. Um, do I get both regular and electric two-wheel scooters? Here's the thing, Jay. I got neither on my list. You can have them. Okay. It's all yours. Regular and... I, I think of a regular scooter when I was a kid. Scooter Society. Shout yeah. out Sebastian. Doing tail whips and stuff. Watch out, Achilles. And then I think about when I was working in Vegas with my dad and trade shows, and we've got those electric scooters, and we're mobbing down the Vegas Strip and with electric scooter, and people people at Casino Royale literally at the blackjack table called me Scooter. Yeah? There was one weekend there was these we, older we, ladies. Are you sure you're not just confusing that with the one-off no, sketch no. thing we did for an hour? That was Skeeter. <laughs> that was Skeeter. That was yes. right. Sounded yes. very similar to Scooter, though. Um, no, they called me Scooter. these ladies, like, in their 40s. <laughs> I think they thought I was handsome. Um they were low-key kind of being flirtatious with me, but they called me Scooter. Are you okay? Tyler injured himself. What did you just do? What, what a fucking professional. <laughs> what did you do? Am I the professional? You're such a professional. I'm fucking... <laughs> I had the headphone cord wrapped around my foot, and I just fucking went to put my foot in. <laughs> did it snap you in the face? It just, like, nearly ripped my fucking head off. Oh, I didn't even... And you just powered through. <laughs> I didn't see. I didn't see it, honestly, so <laughs> that's okay. Tyler's laughing his ass off. <laughs> You're so fucking good about it. I was just sitting here, and, like, I have my fucking foot up on my knee, and the quarters wrapped around it. So I went to lower it, and it just yanked my fucking head <laughs> sideways so hard. And you just didn't even hesitate. <laughs> you were just like, we're fucking live on air. We're keeping it going. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> All right, Ty. What's your second pick? Oh, fuck. Um... My next pick, um, look, we're going to go, oh, fuck, man, that, that really got to me. We're just going to go boats. I'm not going to get creative okay. with this. I fucking love boats. Being yeah. out on the boat, on the water, cruising with the boys, um, just enjoying breezing your air, hair, <laughs> breezing your hair. You're fucking rattled. <laughs> I nearly ripped my fucking head off. Different kinds of boats, too. You can get your speed boat. You can get your normal commercial boat. You can get your party boat. Yeah. I used to work at a boat shop. You can get a I fucking... I saw all sorts of boats. You want to get creative, you can just get a regular a regular rowboat. That's not creative. That's like as least creative as you can fucking get. That's like the bottom That's of the, the barrel boat. of it. Wow. Does this also count cruise ships? Um, No. That's not on my list. I was just curious. No, it doesn't. Never well, been I'll on a cruise ship. I'll give it to you if you want it. I don't want it. Maybe you'd be on a cruise ship next month. I'm probably not. I don't know. That's kind of last minute. And we haven't confirmed or not, so we gotta figure that out. I'm back now. I'm good. Let's uh, hear your next pick. I'm ready for my next. That's not. I don't just have like boring picks. I have a lot more creative ones. I just couldn't. I couldn't do it right now. I'm gonna go with something. This is the only mode of transportation on this list. Maybe not. Uh, there's. No, I'm gonna say it. 
This is the only mode of transportation that no matter what would get you laid. No matter what. If you whipped this out, and I'm not talking L-I-M-O. I don't know why I spelt it. Like, <laughs> I didn't want to say it in case it was on your list, but then I spelt it. Limo. Like our audience is five-year-olds <laughs> who can't spell out words, and they're like, I no, wonder what more, his next pick is. It was is. more that if you were five years old. Got it. You, just wanted to, audience, you didn't want to yeah. spoil me. Like, um, a little yeah. secret here, guys. Tyler doesn't know, but. <laughs> that one's not on my list, just to let you know. I think this gets you late 100% of the time. I think a limo is like 80%. That's a horse-drawn carriage. <laughs> What's so funny about that? A horse-drawn carriage. A horse- you know, like like at Riverside, downtown Riverside, during the lights festivals that you could ride a little horse-drawn carriage or like big cities, they always do that. Like at, like at San Diego, sometimes they'll do that. Like if you bust out a horse-drawn – you're going to dinner with Victoria and you get a, a horse-drawn carriage to take you to the fucking Chick-fil-A. You think you're not getting laid that night? <laughs> you think you're not getting laid in the horse-drawn carriage? You're not wrong. <laughs> um, thoughts on onion-shaped horse-drawn carriages like in Shrek? That place. That place? That place. I'll take any any shape. If I did that for her, I should be even more more happy because she loves Shrek. Got it. Yeah. Never been in a horse-drawn carriage, have you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think most people probably haven't. Well, like I said, they have those like big cities. You know, you can get in the horse-drawn carriage. And how much do you think? Because like, there's. Well, I mean, I don't know. I guess the automobile, like even the oldest people, the automobile is probably around for them if they're alive now. Oh yeah, yeah. But like the number of people alive. Who like used a horse as a mode of transportation has to just drop dramatically every year, right? Or There's you think like the guys in the high out? desert who just they'll walk their horses up and down the no, street? No, that's, that's like rec- that's like recreation. I'm talking about people who rode their horse to work. <laughs> Amish people, they yeah, they're still kicking it. Um, but that that's pretty much it. Now, Ty, I've been signing you up for a lot of different roles for my future wedding that I'm not even engaged yet, but we've yeah. been planning things as like, of now. I think I need like to be the best man. You're supposed to be the the pastor. I think I, what did I sign you up for? Cook? Yeah. A hamburger. Yeah. You're going to cook some burgers for us. Um, if we come in on a horse drawn carriage, would you like to be the one controlling the horse? <laughs> no, no, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask politely not to be that one. <laughs> okay. Horses are really big. Yeah. They can fuck you up. You're sitting on it though. And you're just, no, nah, I'm good. Okay. No, I'll pass on that one. Okay. I appreciate it, though. I'll find someone else. This one, uh, we're going to go instead of riding horses, horse-drawn carriage, SpongeBob riding boulders. Um, pioneers used to ride these babies for miles. Just picked a fucking boulder? I, I, yeah, I did choose a boulder as a mode of prank. I never even thought about that. That's a good one. Um, I shit you not at my parking lot by my work it's not like on my side but on the other side there's a rock that's a good three feet wide just sitting in a parking spot and it makes me laugh every time that i see it because i have no idea how it got there and it immediately makes me think of spongebob every single fucking time <laughs> is that where this came from you were leaving i texted you the, the idea you were leaving work you saw the rock and you were like bingo didn't see it today i saw it like two days ago <laughs> thought of it and then it just came to me while thinking of things for this list it's a boulder great mode of transportation that's a great episode that's the the pizza one yeah. you get a heartfelt spongebob and squidward moment forgot my diet dr kelp yep i don't i didn't remember that line either but yep (laughs) look at you ty true spongebob fan okay i like it i like it boulders all right i got a lot here but i have a lot that like i don't love i only love one of them but i want to save it for number five because i know you don't have it okay so there's like a lot that I, i i'm indifferent about hmm 
I'm across that one off because you took boat. It's too similar. I'm across that one off because it's too similar to scooter. I'm going to go with a good old-fashioned moving walkway. Oh, those are so nice. Long hallway in a casino, Luxor, or you're in a, a big airport like the Denver airport. You just see nothing but miles and miles of terminals. But then you see that beautiful moving walkway in the center. And you just hop on that baby and you fucking you, – you ride. And then if you're not on it, you race the people on it who aren't walking. I hate the people who get on a moving walkway and stop. I'll, I'm, I'll say it. I was gonna say, are you you're you you're walking through right yes, to where you're super absolutely. speed? You're not just gonna stand there. Absolutely. Now, why do you think people walk on moving walkways but don't walk up escalators? Escalators are big time stand there thing. So, actually, fun fact: when I went to New York, it's like very, very. It's like New York etiquette. Everyone's walking up and down the escalators. Really? Like, it's if you're not, you have to stand like all the way to the right. Like, it's like proper etiquette. Like. There's people like standing all the way to the right if they don't want to walk up. That's like 20%. 80% are walking up and down on the left-hand side. Or maybe it was left and right. I don't remember the exact sides. It's been a long time. But yeah, like mostly everyone. New York City, you know, never yeah. sleeps. Just keeps going. I think that's probably like a big-time West Coast, East Coast type thing. Yeah. Like here on the West Coast, we don't really have to deal with flights of stairs. Anytime you're using an escalator on the West Coast, it's for luxury. Yeah. You but know? like in New York, I feel like to get to your apartment, you're probably going up 12 flights of stairs a day. Yeah, the subways are down there, dude. Yeah, like, you're just, that's just, it's a very vertical city. Yeah. So you're used to stairs, so it's like, what the fuck's the difference? Walking up a little bit. Yeah, when we came back from Philly, because we took the train to Philly to see a Dodgers-Phillies game, uh, we got to Penn Station, whatever it's called, and we were going up the escalator. Um, I think we were walking. I don't remember if we were standing to the side, but there was this one guy in a rush, and he was walking up, and there was these girls that were on the train with us, and they had just gotten off, and they were like, on Snapchat or whatever, like night in, in New York city. And they were all dressed up and they had heels on and all this stuff, you know, had a night out in New York city. And he, they weren't following the rules. The one girl was standing still on the wrong side and he literally plowed through her. No shit. Went straight through her. She fell on the ground. And did he, did he say, hey, I'm, no, he, I'm walking in? No, no, he just kept going. He was gone. And I was just like, I looked at Riley. I was like, wow, what a dick. Yeah. She got fucking ran over. And you think we're like, oh, what a dick. And you think other New Yorkers are like, yeah, good riddance. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Philly girls. That's what she fucking deserved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, my next pick, Jay, is going to be, um, look, man, we like our superhero movies here. Mm-hmm. Web swinging. Web slinging. Okay. Go Ooh. through a city like Spider-Man. That would be pretty sick. I, that's my favorite part of every Spider-Man video it game. It is, yep. Every- it's the most fun is just swinging through the city. Yeah. It'd be awesome. I don't think physics will allow it for like anyone to ever real life do something like that. Um, uh, I think you maybe could. I don't. You wouldn't be able to stick anything on like a well, wall. Yeah, but like if there was like anchor points, I don't think it's. I don't think it's feasibly possible for someone. There's too many. Yeah, because you can't like get the ropes to like stay and everything. And you'd have to have a hundred percent accuracy, like doing whatever you're doing. Even with that, even with that, it wouldn't be a web. Obviously, it'd be like ropes, but. Yeah. I don't know, but it's just incredible. Like, what a wild thought, too, to just, like, come up with that. Like, what if he just, like, swung around buildings? And then it just turns out to be something really fucking fun to do in video games. I wonder why they created Spider-Man, what the origin there was. Do you know that, Ty? Uh, I don't. I know it was Stan Lee. I don't know why they did it. Yeah, Stan Lee and what's his name? Yeah. Um, Steve Dick- Ditko? Steve Ditka, the Chicago Bears guy? That's Mike Ditka. Mike. 
1962, with the success of the Fantastic Four, Marvel Comics editor and head writer Stan Lee was casting about for a new superhero idea. He said the idea for Spider-Man arose from a surge in teenage demand for comic books and the desire to create a character whom teams could identify with. As with Fantastic Four, Lee saw Spider-Man's opportunity to get out of his system what he felt was missing in comic books. Spider web swing swing. Lee stated he was further inspired by seeing a spider climb up the wall, adding in his autobiography that he has told the story so often he became unsure whether or not it is true. Have, have you seen the Amazing Spider-Man films? No, not good films. One's okay, two's not great. Mm-hmm. The best, the best web swinging montages, really, like, and shots like CGI and everything. You don't get a lot of that, and like I love the Tom Holland movies. Not enough. But it's not like Spider-Man. No. It's Disney. It's not Spider. Spider-Man. And, I mean, No Way Home's like my fourth highest yeah. movie ever, but that's because it's they just, brought back it's a different. It's a different vibe. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. They're awesome. Watch those. Just watch like a YouTube montage of like all the clips of him swinging through the city. Mm-hmm. It's really good. CGI kind of holds up. They'll never do it, obviously, because it's such a big property. Well, I mean, I guess they're technically doing it, but it's animated. And they've obviously done it animated before. I just love, like, a live-action Spider-Man show where it's, like, every episode is just another small villain. You know what I mean? And like I said, obviously they've done a shit ton of animated Spider-Man shows, and they're doing the new Disney one. But they'll never do that because they make too much money when they're live-action. Yeah. My fifth and final pick, tie. I don't want to name off my honorable mentions yet, so I'll name them off after. I'm going to go with that one time I flew first class, not to brag. Not to brag. Yeah. That one time I flew first class, not to brag. Delta Airlines. It was nice. They served me lunch. It's It's got to be nice, right? It, oh, yeah. It wasn't like super first class where like you're laying down and everything, but it was like they served you lunch. You had a nice comfortable chair. They were literally checking in on you. Well, not all the time, but like you're every whim. I got so many snacks. They came around for snacks like six times. And they were like, oh, they had an assortment. It wasn't just like the basic snacks. I got a coffee with my, and then I was drinking my coffee and the guy's like, these biscuits, well, they're not like biscuit biscuits, but like, you know, like British people say biscuits and they're like the little, he's like, uh, he wasn't British, but these biscuits are great with that coffee. You should try it. And it was, it was delightful. That seems nice. I'm a, I want to do it again. And then I flew economy on the way home and I felt like a broke bitch. And, yeah. an, old, and an old lady spilled a hot a cup of hot water on me. No shit. Never told you that story? No. Yeah, she had to have been no younger than like 85. And she got a, a hot tea and that guy handed her water and then went to grab the tea bag and she instantly dropped it on me. <laughs> like, like hot, hot? I mean, it's not that hot because it's a plane. So obviously they don't. But it was like, it was, it was like jacuzzi maybe. You know the, it wasn't like burning hot. No, it wasn't like anything like that at you're all. You're aware of the lady who sued McDonald's over the burning hot coffee she yeah, spilled she, on herself? It was like aggressively over their like limit that they're supposed to be? No, yeah, I, that was, I think I'm the one that told you this. I learned about this in my media law class in Cal State Fullerton. Maybe? Yeah. I was just thinking, like, what if you were able to sue a plane? Felt, no, it wasn't It wasn't that hot at all. I'm sure there's much lower regulations, but I felt bad for her. She didn't speak English. She was literally by herself in the middle seat. It was, like, in the wrong aisle, you know, when we started the flight or when we first sat down. And, like, So I didn't even get mad at her. I was like, you know what? It's okay, lady. I just want to go home. Yeah. You're just crying. You were already crying because you missed first class, so the tears had the, <laughs> the spill. Yeah, this is what I fucking went back to. <laughs> My fifth and final pick is very specifically, and I don't even know if it's the right one, but we're going with it. The uh, Boeing F-18, F-A-18 Super Hornet, otherwise known as the planes they fly in Top Gun Maverick. 
the Top Gun Maverick Boeing planes. makes those? I guess. I don't know. I looked it up like three different places. It says there's like six different fighter jets appear in Maverick. I think that's the main one. F-14 Tomcat. Well, they used, that was don't the they old use one. the older ones in the mission because they're the only ones that could do well, whatever? The, the Tomcat's the one I think they fly at the end that they still or steal. Mm-hmm. Boeing F-18 Super Hornet, I believe, is the one that like all the, the teams are using. Uh, F-35 is, I think, the enemies. Don't know about that one. Uh, hypersonic Dark Star jet based on Lockhead is the, the Mach 10. Mm-hmm. The P-51 is the one he's working on. Yeah, so it's that one. The uh, F-18 Super Hornet. <sighs> Excuse me, sorry. I fucking love that movie. No, I think they flew the F-14 Tomcat. I'm looking at the pictures right now. Their fighter jets weren't that nice. The Super Hornet. They weren't that nice. Or maybe it's the F-35. I don't know. You do love that movie, and I'm not surprised you had this on your list. <laughs> they train and use the F-18 fighter planes. Fire planes. Yeah, oh, whatever. It's a great mode of transportation. It, it allows for fantastic practical scenes um, in a film. <laughs> and it just brought me a lot of joy. I'm glad you like Top Gun Maverick so much. It was a good movie. <laughs> Such a good movie. <laughs> Such a good movie. What did you give it? I gave it an 83. Same as uh, Bullet Train. <laughs> no. No. I feel like I enjoyed those two movies the same. No fucking chance, dude. Well, I didn't actually. I enjoyed Bullet Train more, but. I can't find it. I can't find it. Control F top gun. It is it's just not showing up. They're just pretending we didn't review Top Gun. It's probably like an you probably I think you gave it over ninety. I'm almost positive I did too. I just, just don't. look at like the eighty six range. Top gun Maverick, eighty eight out of a hundred. That's probably gone up since our original review. Really? The more have you watched it again since? Is it on streaming or anything? No, yet? I I'm I can't fucking wait. <laughs> you can turn it on the first day it's on streaming. Yeah. No, it's gonna be like a like when it came out in theaters. I'm going to be sitting there waiting like I'm going to fucking go home and watch the new fucking <laughs> release. Any honorable mentions, Jay? Uh, yeah, I had um, monorail slash subway, and then I had a question. Do those count as the same thing? That's why I didn't pick it because I wasn't sure. Gotcha. I like both monorails and subways. Never been on a subway. I've been on, I have on not a monorail. Um, I have a roller coaster. <laughs> I love how that's a brag, but people <laughs> in New York are probably like, I fucking hate the subway. I have a roller coaster. Okay. I have um, a Rascal, which is the little scooters that you yep, get at yep. like, the grocery store. Yep. I have a jet ski, but that was too similar to boat. Fair. Um, that was another one where I was thinking, like, golf cart. You could never have a bad time on it. Jet ski, I don't think you could ever have a bad time on a jet ski. Like, it's I, hard to, unless you're scared and you're, like, the person holding on on back. That was the only thing I could think of. I've told you the story of my parents when they went to Laughlin and, like, they rented jet skis or whatever. And the jet skis broke down. And they just floated, like, fucking 10 miles downstream and, like. <laughs> I was young, and I was with my grandma and grandpa. We had no idea where the fuck they were. This was like shitty cell phones, and they didn't have them because they were on the jet ski. We thought our parents died. Wow. <laughs> Good thing I didn't pick that one. Not really, but that's a bad time on a jet ski. I was on a merry-go-round. Okay. And I had a zip line. Fuck yeah. Zip line's pretty fun. Never been zip lining. That's why I didn't pick I have. It. Not I to brag. In Hawaii. Like, not I would have felt like Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but did you fly first class? <laughs> no, I didn't, man. <laughs> Uh, my honorable mentions, uh, going back to our, uh, I think it was our superhero draft, our powers draft, teleportation. You can't beat it. All of these take That's time. That's not a real mode of transportation. It doesn't matter. Neither is boulders, Jay. <laughs> you let me take that one. True. Uh, dog sled. It's kind of oh. like a horse-drawn carriage, but maybe like in the snow. Seems fucking awesome. Just have like a group of huskies pulling you around. 
and they're just like <laughs> lifelong friends, but also your mode of transportation. <laughs> yep. Uh, mine carts in Minecraft. Nice. Um, roller coasters speeds up the amount of time it takes to travel. I haven't played Minecraft in forever. I haven't either, I but... No, I said we. Oh, yeah. I think we finally got over it. Yeah. We've just accepted that even when we want to play it, we're going to play it for like two days and then get bored of it. I never want to play it anymore. Brandon's always like, doesn't that sound so fun? I'm like, no. It's really rare that it I even have like an, an itch to do it. That's all I got. It's called. It's called growing up. Once you stop playing Minecraft, that's when you're an adult. That just kind of bummed me out. <laughs> I'm fucking end the pod on a real downer there. <laughs> um, what do we got next week, Ty? Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, Random Rotten made a movie score for my last thing of the podcast. Um, since it was talked about so much in this film, and I know for sure you haven't seen this movie, but it actually has big-name actors, so I feel okay including it. Um, that is the film Thomas and the Magic Railroad. Thomas the Train. Is now is there like multiple Thomas the Train movies or is this like was this a big screen release? Did this have a box office? It release? does have a box office. Didn't make a lot of money, but it does have a box office. Um, it was two thousand is when it came out. When I looked up Thomas the Train movie, this was the first one that popped up. Okay, Thomas and the Magic Railroad. It has the likes of Peter Fonda. Is he related to Jane Fonda? Got to be right. Um, Mara Wilson, who looks familiar, but I don't really know. But most notably, uh, Alec Baldwin. Really? Does he play the titular Thomas? No, he plays uh, Mr. Conductor. Oh. Is a, did you say live action? This is live action? No, it's animated. 2000. Thomas. Live action. It just seemed like seems like something they would make a really a shitty live face action. face on the yeah. train. Yeah, like George Lopez's head and Sharkboy and Lava Girl, but on the train. Fucking, it's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> We're going to rock at 36%. Even lower, Ty. 21%. 42 Damn. audience. People did not like the Thomas and the Magic Railroad movie. Damn. I feel like you don't hear much about Thomas the... Uh... I think it's just a British thing. That's why. Is it? That yeah, makes I sense think... for those characters. They're they're British. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like a BBC... Not a BBC. Uh... No, BBC. No, uh, what's the other one? It's... No, what's the fucking other one that... I, like the, the, the nice channel that like the Sesame Street's on? CBS? No, <laughs> not CBS. That's on... I think Cyber the... Chasers was on it. Remember Cyber Chasers? No. I've never even heard Cyber of that. Cyber Chase. PBS. PBS. Not CBS. Gotcha. Yeah, CBS I think that's, is that where is the Chargers play. AFC team. Is PBS British? I Actually, no. It might be American. Is Sesame Street? That's no, like, PBS is an American public broadcaster based in Arlington, Virginia. So are we sure that Thomas the – what is it actually called? Thomas the – I thought it was called like Thomas the Tank Engine is what he called it or whatever. Thomas and Friends, 24 seasons, 1984, aired on, um, fuck, I have no idea, Ty. I wish, it's UK and US. And it was just Thomas the Friends. Thomas and Friends, let's see. Thomas and Friends aired on <sighs> Country of Origin, United Kingdom. Boom, found it out. Fucking British. Who would have thought? That's why you don't hear much about it. That's all I got for you, Ty. What do we got next week? Next week, we have the Netflix release Day Shift, uh, starring the likes of People, Jamie Foxx, Snoop Dogg as Big John Elliott. Frank, one of the Francos. Dave, the non-problematic one who isn't sexually assaulting people. That's good. Um, I'm going to be honest, Jay. I don't think this is going to be a good movie, and I'm really excited for it. Why are you excited if you don't think it's going to be a good movie? I think this is going to be a really fun what the fuck am I watching. Okay. 
It just it. Have you watched the trailer for it? No, but looking at the poster, this is gonna be a bad movie. Go home and watch the trailer for it, okay? Is it like it's like zombies, vampires, right? Yeah. Looks like funny. Yeah, this is gonna be such like a really enjoyable shitty movie, but like scores like a thirty six. <laughs> no, it'll get like Velocipaster forty seven or whatever it got. Forty one, something like that. I, don't, I do love me Snoop Dogg. Characters can't be like lower than eight. Just for that reason alone. Yeah, that's Ryan Garcia playing on the poker live stream I have on my living room. He's like a giant piece of shit. Wow. No, like I'm pretty sure that's confirmed. Like people like anyone who knows him says he's like a terrible human being, giant piece of shit. Okay. Well, I think, like, I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know nothing about him. Okay. Do some research. I will. I will. I, do, I can't say you I have research. Either. Watch the trailer. I'll do research and ask around about Ryan Garcia. And the audience will uh, be a good friend, everybody? Yes. Be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.